Hallelujah. That's it. That's it, sister. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, I thank you for everything I take for granted. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. you're praying keep on praying if you have your bibles let's go to isaiah 44 isaiah 44 that's it that's it that's it keep praying keep praying Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You get this, you get this, Ayakata. Bid not the children to come to me. That's beautiful. Isaiah 44, verse, we'll start with verse 1. If you don't mind standing for the reading of the word. Isaiah 44, it says, Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant in Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb. The womb. <laughs> which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jeshurun, which means like the righteous, but it's, it's, he's still talking to Israel, whom I have chosen, says, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry grounds. I will pour out my, I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thy offspring. <laughs> and they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the watercourses. One shall say, I am the Lord's, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. 
and another shall subscribe and another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord and surname himself by the name of Israel. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray, Father. Still working, Lord. You're still working on hearts and minds, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that you would anoint me to speak a word, Lord God. I pray, Lord Jesus, breathe on this word. Give us understanding, Lord Jesus. Give us understanding. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 You know what's crazy is this is actually appropriate because the Lord wants me to talk about the pouring on, the, the pouring out of his spirit. Hallelujah. I was in prayer this week and I felt like, I felt so strongly that God is moving us to a place where he's going to pour out his spirit in an abundance. Amen. So the scripture that we just read in verse three, it says, for I will pour water on him that is thirsty and upon dry grounds. So just thinking about this and everything. All right, let me take a break. Hold on. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Okay. So in this scripture, at the time, the Lord is speaking. Okay. He's speaking to Israel. And he's telling them that he's going to pour out his spirit. But in verse 3, he talks about two kind of people that he's going to pour out his spirit on. It says, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. And it says, I will pour water and I will pour water upon the ground. Now, this water is a type and shadow of the spirit. So when we come to the Lord, first, there has to be a thirst in us to want him. You know, I've like I've ministered to so many people over the years and there's so many people because I know the goodness of God that I'm just like, man, you got to get it. And there was no thirst there. But to him that is thirsty, the Lord will absolutely pour out his spirit upon them. And then the next and then the next online, it says that and then it says the dry ground. And I believe this is from God. To us nowadays, when we think about ourselves being dry spiritually, we think about ourselves being distant from God, and we think about how this is such a horrible position to be in. But according to this scripture, you're literally setting yourself up to be blessed by God, to receive the spirit of God. Amen? So if we could take these, the, the way we view these positions, the thirsty and the dryness as being negative, but really look at it as a way that I am about to receive from God. Amen. So those people are absolutely going to receive from um, receive the spirit. And then in verse four, this is the effect of the spirit. He says, and then you shall spring up like grass. And then in verse 5, he goes on to say that once the spirit is poured out, now, because that spirit is being poured out, now these people recognize themselves. They identify themselves with God. The scripture says that, it says that one will say that I am the Lord. I belong to Jesus or I belong to the Lord. Now, I can read. I promise you I can read. So if you have your Bible, the L-O-R-D is in all caps. 
and it means Yahweh, Yohevahe, or however you want to pronounce it. But this is the same God who made this, who made this promise, and the New Testament came in flesh, and he fulfilled this promise. So if you want to line yourself up with God, if you want to identify yourself with God, you have to receive the Spirit. And there's so many things that block us, and there's so many distractions that's going on in our mind, and there's so many ways that we absolutely discount ourselves from the blessings of God. But Jesus wants everybody in here to have his spirit because you need his spirit inside of you to actually live for him. Because during this time, they just had religion, and that was okay for the time, but it didn't work out. It didn't work out. They couldn't. There were 613 laws. They just could not overcome. And even the most devout and the most zealous people who followed it to a T, they still stumbled and they still lived for God. But what God said is now in the new covenant, I'm going to be inside of you so that the works that you do, it won't be a work of the flesh. But these are going to be things that I have created in you and that you are able to fulfill. Because there's so many people nowadays, when you talk to somebody about living for God or coming to the Lord, immediately what they think about is what they can't do. You know, we do outreach. I have, well, was, well, when I did outreach one time, this girl said to me, she was like, oh, if I come to your church, can I smoke weed? I'm like, that's not the point. You know, like we're not supposed to be sin-focused people. We're supposed to be people who are focused on God. I met a young man last week, and he's in, and the Lord is drawing him 100%. So I talked to him. I was like, I really feel like God is drawing you. He's like, yeah, but you know, I'm, I still listen to music. And it's like, it, it's so bad. Because what happens is, is when you get the Spirit, and you receive the Spirit, and he's alive in you, and you spend time with the Spirit, and you pray in the Spirit, and you walk in the Spirit, what happens is, is those things that you struggle with, they just fall off because Jesus is my focus, not my sin, not my pornography, not the drinking, not none of those things. But Jesus is my focus. So that's why we need the spirit inside of us. One, it helps us. It equips us to live. And then we can identify ourselves with him. Now, in Romans 8 and 9, we're going to do some jumping around. Romans 8 and 9. Hallelujah. Romans, that's First John, okay. Romans 8 and 9. I'm going to get there, I promise. <laughs> Romans 8 and 9. It says, it says, but ye are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit, if the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man not have the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So this scripture is pretty much saying if you don't have God's spirit inside of you, you don't belong to God. And that's for me, when you read that, that's rough because it's like, man, you know, but what God is saying is I want to be identified with you. I want I want to see when I look down, I want to see my spirit upon you. So there's a lot of benefits about the spirit of God. Let's go to another scripture. First, John three and nine. Right. Because we absolutely need the spirit of God in order for us to live. 
you know, and a sign of it is you'll definitely see fruit. You'll definitely, you'll, you'll definitely bear fruit. So 1 John 3 and 9, it says, whoever is born of God does not commit sin. Wow. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Now, this is heavy, right? So just to give you a little background, if you read this entire book, John is coming on strong because there are people who are, who are attacking his church. And like any good, we'll say father, you know, because he fathered the flock, any good father, you get protective. And he's attacking these people that are attacking him. But it says, for his seed remaineth in him. Now, that word seed actually means sperm. And we're adults here. So, and what that word is, is, is the DNA of God is inside of you. You ever think about that? The de- like God's DNA is inside of me. So what I have to do is I have to allow that nature to come forth and Jesus to be alive in me. Amen? Because the time is coming and now is where we, we, we can't do, and I'm realizing this, we can't do church the way we did church in the 90s. You know, you talk, I talk to so many, I talk to young people and their minds are completely different than from 10 years ago because the way technology has kind of rewired their minds. So what everybody in here, just like before, but even more so now, what everybody in here needs is the spirit of God inside of you. So I just think about it. I, I always like just talking about this and thinking about this. I just think about it. I just think it's, it's kind of weird, like God in heaven pouring out his spirit upon me, you know, like you don't you don't necessarily see it. But when it happens, you know, it happens. So this is also a part of salvation. And Pastor D, like you were saying, I'm pretty sure you were in my notes. But the first step to and I agree, the first step to salvation is accepting Christ. So if you have accepted Christ, that is absolutely awesome. But the Bible also talk, talks about how you need to be born again of the water and of the spirit. Amen. So I talk to a lot of people and um, the Bible is very clear on how to receive the spirit of God. So I talk to a lot of people and I, I, I know one lady in particular and I asked her if she's if she has received the Holy Ghost and or how she received the Holy Ghost. And her response was, you know, like. It's and, and I'm not trying to be funny or critique anybody or anything, but it was like a mental like, you know, like once you're baptized or once you accept Christ, then you automatically receive it. Now, from a biblical standpoint, we kind of run into an issue because the Bible talks about how um, the Bible talks about how in Acts 10 and 44, Peter goes to Cornelius's house and there's this one detail in there where it says um, the Holy Ghost fell. Also, the Bible always says that the Holy Ghost falls. It, 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 we use the vernacular of we catch it. Like, we got this spiritual mitt. Like, oh, I caught it. <laughs> All right. That was my only joke, I promise. <laughs> okay. So, but in the Bible, the Holy Ghost fell on people. So in Acts, Acts 10 and 44, it says that when the Holy Ghost fell, that Peter heard them speak with other tongues. And then to them, they say, oh, man, we know that they received the Holy Ghost because they heard them speak with other tongues. Let's go to another scripture. Acts 
8 and 14. This is another situation. Acts 8 and, yeah, 14. It says, now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, so there you go, they received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And then the Bible says, for they, for as yet he had not fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of Jesus. So this is the perfect scripture showing the difference that you can be baptized and not have the spirit of God inside of you. Let's keep reading. In verse 17, it says, Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And then there was a, and then there was a man named Simon. And then Simon saw that through the laying on the hands of the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money. Verse 19, saying, Give me also the power that whomever I lay hands on, that they might receive the Holy Ghost. So, the way I understand this scripture, right, is that when the Holy Ghost falls on you, it, it produces something. You see something. You feel something. You know something. Because this man got to a point where he saw what had happened. He saw that they laid hands on them and that the Holy Ghost fell upon them. So he's like, listen, I'll give you some money if you let me do that. So obviously there's something there that he, that moved him to the point where I want that kind of power. And then in Acts 2, when um, the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost first fell, the Bible says that the people thought that they were drunk. And Peter stood up and said, listen, we're not drunk. It's only three o'clock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the fact that the people thought that they were drunk. I know there's some people who, some newcomers that probably came in here and were like, what's wrong with those people? Are those people drunk? The fact that those, the fact that they thought that those people were drunk or the fact that they thought that there was something wrong with them shows the fact that when the Holy Ghost falls, it shakes you. It moves you. It does something to your spirit. It does something to you where you just can't contain yourself, where you just got to, you're getting a hold of God, and it's, and it's just so awesome. So this is what I believe. I'm not going to be long today. This is what I believe is that God is looking to do that right now. God did it. He did it before I got up here, while I was standing up here. And now God wants to do it again to everybody in here. He's reaching for everybody in here. There's no person that just walked in here by accident. Whether you were dragged here, whether you don't want to be here, the Lord sent you here so that he can pour his spirit upon you so that you can go out and live for him. Because we can't live by religion anymore. There's so many people and there's so many doctrines and there's so, many, there's so much junk in the world going on right now. And what you need is you need the spirit of truth inside of you to discern between, okay, that's not right. You know, I was listening to somebody speak and, and they had all this great knowledge and they could talk about the Bible, da, 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 Melchizedek, this and that. And it's just like, and then, and then I felt the Lord speak to me like knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. If you don't have that spirit inside of you and you have all this great knowledge, 
it just you're just you're just prideful, you know. But I personally, I want to have the spirit of God inside of me. Let's go to another scripture. Jeremiah 31 and 34. Jeremiah 31 and 34. says so actually we'll start at 33 actually we'll start th- we'll do 34 and it says oh actually it says oh let's start 33 I'm sorry it says but they shall be this shall be the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days saith the Lord I will put my law in their hearts and write them and write it in their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. So with the Spirit of God inside of you, God, <laughs> God writes on your heart. And it's, it's hard to explain, and I really don't do it any justice with, you know, with my words. But when it happens, you know, you know, it's life-changing. It's absolutely life-changing. So that's my message today is you need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. Can we stand to our feet? And if we could all, just all, you know, I know it's awkward. If you want to find a place to to be by yourself, it's perfectly fine. But I just feel as though everybody in this place needs to connect with God. Everybody in this place needs to receive from God. And if you're hungry and you're thirsty and you want to know, okay, well, how do I receive the Holy Ghost? Just lift your hands and worship. Just lift your hands and ask God to forgive you of your sins.